When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fuck you. <laughs> My grandma tells you, she's gonna get back. Yeah, right. You scared yeah. of her? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> that's a cool pet. Yeah, that's very We got cool. two of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Like seeing, uh, what was it, grapes the other day? Blueberries. Yeah, those little blueberries. Yeah. Little bloobs. She them. likes those and the little worms. All right, we're ready. We're ready, Adam. All right, here we go. One, two. Tattoo Steve, he works down on the dock, down on DIP, by that old foul river lot. He lost his mind in the Vietnam War. Now he spends his nights, he's lonely at the liquor store. Mary Lou Wilson, that's where I buy my weed. Preacher and a pilgrim, and they're living in an old RV. Right behind old Bodine's, down by the Quickie Mart on DIP. few years back when the spill went down we were under attack and it pissed off the whole damn town governor bentley well he never did a goddamn thing guess he was probably too busy flirting with his employees Now we got deformed fish Yes, and three-eyed shrimp Mutated alligator I blame it on the government Ever since that day Now it ain't been the same way since on D.I.P.
Welcome you. Well, Porch Talk. 2.0. BB Palmer 2.0. We're in Demopolis, Alabama. And we got Josh McKenzie, Taylor Honeycutt, and Bernard. No. Go tell us the nicknames. Okay, yeah. We'll run through the list of aliases. Yes. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, there's BB uh, Palmer, obviously. Mm. Um, there's uh, Death Destroyer of Worlds, uh, aka Toothless Terry, aka Nasty Nardo. Uh, you know, the list goes down. I mean, yeah, you know, these are just names that uh, have either were given to me or were born within me and are now out into the world. But Toothless Terry, he like this. He's Toothless Terry, you know. And then, yeah. <laughs> that's the aliases. We got 2.0 now, and uh, it's a gift. It is a gift. <laughs> like, so for the first one, it was the uh, first time hanging out in Demopolis for me, and we had a baby shower across yep. the street. Oh, yeah. Live band. Live yeah. band. We started tracking, and you could, it was picking it all up. Then we went over there and partied with them. Yeah, and then we moved locations, and for whatever reason, that was the whole meat of that episode, and it it wasn't there when I got home. And, and, uh, Alan. Uh, I cried. Alan, and I cried again. <laughs> Alan was you're feeling pretty rough, but it, it was just slipped, you know, just slipped through to the ether. It was meant to be that way, you know. Yeah. Now we're here again, and we're, you know, we're comfortable now, so yeah. we're ready to roll. 2.0. 2.0. So, a little bit about y'all. Tell me a little bit about uh, where you were from, where you grew up, and uh, how you even got into music. Well, I started. 2,000 years ago, 2.5 thousand years ago in the Andromeda Galaxy, in the, uh, the Messier system. Oh no, you meant this this lifetime? No, no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> we, it don't take, stop. It, it takes seven hours, we don't have that much time. So I'll, I'll skip with this lifetime. Okay. okay. So this lifetime, <laughs> I was born It's about in, two years before my actual birth. Yeah, before, before, yeah, exactly. I was born in Mobile, basically, Mobile, Alabama, Theodore, Alabama kind of grew up between those places and uh, I started playing music when I was um, 15 you know uh, it was my first bar gig so I had like a, a garage band me and my buddies played in my high school friends and then and then I moved to the Opelika area around 2006 and went through a few different uh, bands and you know cut my teeth and all that and then started BB Palmer like six years ago so <coughs> Let me, well, let me uh, say this is like D.I.P. Yeah, you know me. I was like, man, I lived down there for six years. So with that song, man, anytime I hear the, the like, what the heck does D.I.P. even mean? D.I.P. Uh, that's, it's me. It's Mobile. It's Mobile. And it's a whole meme. It, it's funny. It is. It, it's funny because either people know it or they, they don't, obviously. I mean, right. but like the people from that area have heard it always come up and always talk about D.I.P. Yeah. You know, and we'll talk about like Hippie Beach and you yeah, know, Fire River, obviously Dog River. You know, all the all the spots in the Bay, Middle Bay Light. You know, all that. That's that was my stomping grounds growing up. So yeah. Yeah, man. Down on the Parkway, that's my people cool. are on the Parkway. So down at the D.I.P. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you got it. But man. uh, tell me a little bit about the formation of B.B. Palmer. Who's in it? Okay, well, uh, right now it's. I mean, obviously myself and, and Josh McKenzie over here. Make yourself known, Josh. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that's uh, that's my right hand man, and uh, uh, I, uh, basically it was started about five or six years ago, six years or so. 
um, in in the Auburn Opelika area. And originally it was me and a guy named Tyler Wallace started the band, a drummer, and then we added uh, a couple of his friends, Jordan Walker played bass, and uh, a couple, Lindsey and Ross Ball, kind of played uh, pedal steel and uh, mandolin, you know, the auxiliary instruments. So they moved, like within a year of the band, they moved to Asheville, and that's when Josh joined us. And that's when we transitioned from like a Americana root sound to more of like a uh, more, I guess, hardcore honky-tonk type of, you know. Yeah, I joined on right before the EP came out. Yeah. So like right then, it's like when all the songs started changing because I, mean, I was yep. there through the writing of all the songs that made the EP. Yep, it was a completely different band from when we started it to when Josh joined. But we had to pivot, you know, like we didn't have those, you know, it didn't have that style or flavor anymore. So, you know, yeah, we that would have been 2015 then. You, your first gigs would have been with us 2015. Um, no, before that. Yeah, no, I can tell you because whenever I got my telly was like December 22nd, 2014. So I started playing that October, October 2014. Wow. So I started playing with you. It, well, I guess I, it felt like, yeah, because we didn't drop the EP till 2016, but we had a couple false starts like oh, a year yeah, before we, we recorded and then didn't release it. And then we did it again and released it when we did it in Nashville. But yeah, so that's that's how B.B. Palmer got to start. That's cool, story. man. Uh, so tell me the story about a Telecaster and why. The Telecaster? Well... I mean, I'm, I'm under the impression that uh, it's the best guitar. Yeah, it is the superior <laughs> guitar. It's modern in 1952, and it's modern today. You know, it's like, the only other thing that's like that is a Smith & Wesson. I mean, there's nothing else that is still the same. Yeah. You know, it's the only two things. But, uh, no, the, my first telly, a guy named Mark Rogers, um, he gave me my first telly it and my first blue? tube amp. And, uh, it was an old blue, wasn't your first one? No, no. I started playing tellies way early on and yeah. because of him. And uh, he let me hear a, a um, John Hyatt song called Memphis in the Meantime. And it said, right now, I want a Telecaster with a Vibrolux turned to 10. So I have a Vibrolux amp and a Telecaster. And I like to turn it to 10, but the <laughs> venues don't like Only that. Only for but, outside, big yeah. outside gigs, can you get up to 10. But, no, it just works. It's just utilitarian guitar that I just like to play because it's simple, two knobs and a switch, two pickups, but I only use one of them, yep. the, the back one. And, I don't ever use the front pickup. I don't even really need that at and, all. And that's why they call him Telecaster Josh, folks. <laughs> Find them on the web, Telecaster Josh. At Telecaster Josh. Telecaster Josh. That's that's, yeah, that's my Venmo and Cash App, too, if y'all want to send me some money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up, and, uh, I mean, your birthday was today, too. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Wait. Bring it. Who's talking about that? Oh, okay. We're, we're pushing, we're pushing the Venmo. Oh, yeah. Push, oh, yeah, that's right. It is Josh's birthday. Yes, birthday, Josh. Josh. Yes, Telecaster <laughs> Josh. <laughs> We got, uh, just back to the 2.0, I mean, it was, um, and it's good to be hanging out with y'all again. I had such a good time. And, uh, I mean, after the podcast, we went out and... Got to experience Demopolis to the fullest. Yeah. Yeah, I would have never... good. Would have never known. <laughs> the wonders. The wonders yeah. of Demopolis. That was a great day. We, we uh, yeah. came stumbling was, back in here at, like, yep. 2 in the morning. 
Yeah, that whole, that whole day was good. I'm I'm glad that those tapes got lost because now now we get to see Alan again. Yeah. Yep. Good to see you, man. To yeah, see you. man. So let's uh let's move it on down. Um, tell me about Lee County's finest, man. You want to know the origin, like where it came from, the tagline, or yes. Okay, okay, Josh, you tell the story because I'm not. Lee County's I, I don't finest. Remember anything really <laughs> at all? So. Yeah, how it got, how, how, how did it come to be? How did it come to be? <laughs> Lee County's Finest came to be as, like, more or less a joke because, like, I mean, in a way, in a sense, yeah, like, so it did. we, we were all that. living in Opelika, which is Lee County, and, um, I mean, everyone, the whole band lived in Lee County at that point, and, yep. uh, and, you know, it was us trying to, like, change from being like a band that played bars and covers to an original band and like we were doing something totally different than what most of our peers were doing at that point in time and it was just kind of like a funny thing more or less to say yeah. Lee County's finest because we obviously you know we don't consider ourselves the finest musicians there or anything like that it's yeah, just like it's a play it was just Far a thing that. yeah you know? it's tongue in cheek um, it was definitely tongue in cheek but you know? people didn't not everyone took it that way like people you know <laughs> Other musicians or people thought that, you know, we were like full of ourselves, which made it even better it than they thought that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's but great. It's like, free man, publicity at this point. Yeah, these folks, but, they're getting all, you know, a couple of them were, you know, all yeah, up in arms. Yeah, but that, like, but that evolved, yeah. and now our, our new moniker is uh, Lee County's Highest. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the story for that is because one night we were on our way to a gig in Columbus at this, like, I mean, dive bar in Columbus yeah. that you could smoke in, you know, bras hanging from the ceiling. It's a, it was a dive bar. Yeah. And uh, we were on our way there, and me and BB were riding together, and we stopped at a gas station, and we uh, we bought a bong at the gas station. And so, like, when we got to the bar, we're like, go in. It was like, can we get a glass of water? No ice. You know, like, going outside, filled this bong, bong up. And uh, yeah. we're, like, smoking this bong out back, and... BB was telling Tyler, it's like, we're going to call the record when it comes out Lee County's Finest. And Tyler just starts laughing. He's like, more like Lee County's Highest. Yeah, like, <laughs> we yeah, all yeah. just laugh, like, ah, ah, we're, you know, and people always like joke about how much we smoked. And so BB's birthday is on 420. Yep. And so for his birthday, as a joke, Tyler like designed a shirt that said Lee County's Highest. And yep. BB threw it on Instagram. And literally, people just started like, messaging us wanting to order them and so we did yeah and yeah. sold them out and yeah, now it's just like this is our thing we yeah. Just have yeah it's just part of part of the the uh part of the lore you know part of the beauty barn lore but yeah and <laughs> the the best part of it is how true it is the in opelika there's a place called john emerald distillery and JD. um they you know make whiskey there and they're they're in the song opelika talk about jd yep and uh Great people. That's where we did our um, the, city release. C, yeah, we did the our first one. The EP release. So yeah, yeah, EP, EP release. And me and BB used to play there and like do like a, a Western Wednesday and stuff. But we love them. But uh, yeah, um, uh, the owner he said uh, we were in there one day and they had their Spotify playing and we we're like on their Spotify playlist and he goes, "Smell that." 
Smells like BB Palmer. <laughs> and I was like, yes! I mean, we're talking like a 60 something year old uh, dude's like yeah. saying that. And he's like, yeah, every time y'all play here, it just reeks in the back for days afterwards. Like, ah! We're living our name. <laughs> yep. Sorry, folks. Yeah, you know. Uh, can't cover it up with axe or nothing like that. So. Axe. <laughs> so funny. We're not in high school anymore. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's. You gotta burn incense. Yeah, get some chompa. Patchouli. Patchouli. Patchouli, baby. All right, man. Uh, this is this is for uh, Adrian. Oh. Marmaleo. Oh yeah, Adrian. I have got to ask you about what happened at Standard Deluxe with your idea for a Hank Williams music video. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, so I'll, I'll start the story by placing the, the scene in time. It was at an early James show, like probably two months ago by now, or three months ago. or No, probably one month ago. I don't know. It was a month or two ago. So uh, after the show, you know, everyone's hanging out, the band's hanging out. There's a few folks, a few folks came to the show who are hanging out and all that. And so we're just, you know, having a good time and all that. And uh, I started talking to Adrian. We started just talking, just basically just getting getting a little weird, getting a little out there. <laughs> and um, and so I was like, man, I was like, wouldn't it be good to do like a, you know, if we if if you covered a Hank Williams song, what the music video could be? Because you know the you know those old Hank Williams uh, uh, um, black and white videos on YouTube, like where he's at the Opry and he's yeah. just playing. I was like, basically, do it like that, have it black and white, everybody have nudie suits on, and do a Hank Williams song. But instead, w instead of, uh, we'll, do, we'll do boy band choreography from the 2000s. So, so like, in sync and all that. Yes. It's like, you're cheating hard. <laughs> <laughs> God, why is this not a video? <laughs> yeah. It's, it go it's gonna be. Well, I was just messing around, and Adrian's like, you struck gold. You struck gold. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, basically, my goal in life is just a, is it's just a. If I had a lot of money, that's all I would do is just spend it on making just ridiculous things, stupid shit. You know? <laughs> so, so, anyways, yeah. So that's how uh, that came to be. So, yeah. Any anybody can have it. Anyone that's hearing this can have that idea. If you bring it to life first, go do it. But so. it needs to exist. Yeah, I think so. What a uh, what. What Bernard is telling you is like uh, he he would be the Elon Musk of creative ideas. Yeah, but uh, but instead not of shooting people into space, he would bring back K-pop dancing. <laughs> Make it relevant again. Exactly, exactly. That's it. You know, uh, yeah. He called me the Elon Musk of uh, uh, Hank Williams boy band uh, choreography. Yeah. yeah. There we go. That's fair. <laughs> we, we need to add that to the alias. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a new alias. Yeah. <laughs> Toothless Terry, get out of the way. Toothless Terry, man. Tell you what, man. The hard one. <laughs> the, best, the best part is, I was, uh, I, the band Instagram messages, like, will pop up on my phone. They go away, but, like, they'll, like, pop up where, and, like, you can read a little bit of it. And I guess BB had posted like a, a Toothless Terry uh, Instagram video, yep. and his dad, whose name is Terry, it pops up a message and said, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Toothless Terry? <laughs> really? 
Oh yeah, my dad. I love him. He's the best. Well, he's the best man in the world, man. This guy. But at first, he was like, I was like, Dad, I was like, it's got nothing to do with you. It just sounds funny. And then after that, he was like, it is pretty damn funny. He's like, actually, that's brilliant. Kind of warmed up to it. Yeah, he did. Because I had, I had, a, I do like, a, like these little, these little videos, like story videos, like 15 seconds, like I call them toothless Terry PSAs, and basically. The story goes, this is how Toothless Terry came to exist. So when I lost my tooth, when I got my tooth taken out, um, basically... That was, was a, like, a, the original delay on our podcast, too. Yeah, exactly. The, the original uh, weekend we had planned, you had to get your tooth pulled. Yeah, because I was in pain. So I got my tooth pulled, and then all of a sudden I was like, man, I got this guy inside of me that wants to come out, <laughs> and he wants to kill me. I have a feeling he wants to kill B.B. Palmer. And so after that, I was like, that's the storyline. So I came out and did the PSAs. The first one was like, hey, everybody, it's me, Tootsie Carey. I just want to let y'all know that I killed B.B. Palmer or buried him in the backyard. Anyway, she's no longer existing, so uh, I'm taking over, and... Uh, Anyway, uh, Toothless Terry over and out, peace. And that was like the first one. The second one was like, okay, now we, uh, now we uh, had the funeral, and uh, now I'm going to do a show uh, um, under my name. And then the third one was like me reading like a, <laughs> basically he's like, he found a copy of uh, uh, Bhagavad Gita, which is like the Eastern, Eastern uh, Vedic scriptures. Yeah. And he's like, so I was going through B.B. Palmer's room, and I found like uh, this book called the Bhagavad Gita. And I just opened it up to a page and read a verse, and that's the one my dad saw. And he's like, "It was pretty good knowledge." He's like, "I liked the way that it was goofy, and at the same time, it was extremely knowledgeable." So he's like, "You got to capitalize on toothless Terry." <laughs> and since then, we got people asking us for like toothless Terry shirts and shit. So I'm just like about to put a franchise behind toothless Terry. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So that's how I came to be. Man, uh, I guess just to talk a little bit more. <laughs> We gotta, you gotta it, pull it together. Let it not let it simmer. <laughs> Where's that vape at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys hear this little little chapstick? Yeah. I'll touch it. There we go. Tail, tail touching. <laughs> Sorry, folks. There on uh, Radio Land, we're <laughs> having a smoke break, so radio silence for a moment. Oh man, toothless Terry. And the first time that you did that video, I was crying. I was at the house crying when I saw it. I was no. like, this is the best thing. You sent me a message. I you you and like it. you and like probably twenty other people were like, Oh my god, that shit is hilarious. And I was like, Man, I started feeling like I was like, Man, I was like, they don't want to be power no more and I thought about that M and M verse that goes uh, <laughs> that goes uh uh <laughs> I've created a monster. Nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want Shady. I'm chopped liver. So now I'm thinking like, <laughs> nobody wants to see BB anymore. They want Toothless Terry. I'm chopped liver. <laughs> uh, I've created a monster. <laughs> Shout out to Eminem. <laughs> We're getting behind the inspiration of Toothless Terry, man. Let's go. <laughs> I'll tell you, dude. This all happened. <laughs> I got. I think I might have like multiple personality disorders or something because I got all these people living inside me. You know? Start a toothless Terry OnlyFans. What now? A toothless Terry OnlyFans. What's OnlyFans? I'll show you after this. Okay. I got. I don't know about it. 
That's how some talk. people began making money is in that, the pandemic. Is that well, who did? Some people. Nice. Start at OnlyFans and you could just... A lot of... It's a different approach. We'll show you. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like porn. Ding, <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> uh, battleship sunk. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Good times. <laughs> Who wants to see Tootsie's head? <laughs> I think you might have the next one, Josh. I think you might have the next one. Co-starring? Uh, no. Co-starring, yeah, exactly. It's me, Bucky. It's me, Bucky, yeah. Stop. Right. Yeah, they don't want Bucky to come out. They can't handle Toothless and Bucky. It's too much. Well, unload some things for me, man, just like um, with... Coming up from Mobile and then moving to, uh, you said Birmingham to cut your teeth or Opelika? Opelika. Um, why'd you move there? Well, I went to uh, went up to Auburn uh, to try school and, uh, you know, I tried it and then I <laughs> put it away and then I played music and I came back and basically over the course of 10 years, uh, I put myself through school while kind of doing music too at the same time. And so basically, that's what I went up there for, is that. But then I got, you know, when I when I started playing and playing bands and all that, I was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did, you know, eventually put, you know, my degree on the back burner. My parents wanted me get did a, get a degree because I'm the only one in my family, I guess, out of my my old man who has one. So, anyways, uh, I what did I, you study? Exercise science, which is just the funniest thing because it's the farthest. <laughs> but I can tell you about your uh, about your BMI, your body mass index, and a couple other things. But other than that, it's pretty useless. So uh, thank you, Auburn. I'd like to have that uh, sixty thousand dollars worth of loans that I borrowed back. Uh, if you can just send that to my address, I appreciate it. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Auburn and uh, that area. That's that's music kind of turned me on. Like I was like got a taste of it there as far as like playing regularly and and doing shows and I was now, like yeah that's what I want to do at this time you was playing in that scene right Josh yeah but I didn't yeah. know Josh yeah yeah so like what did that look like you were going out or was it something that you were just already listening to like putting on them on Hank records like what well, was turning you on man at that time totally different stuff I mean because I, I mean and that's the thing like my I go through like periods of different you know like where my music taste and music will change and all that but at that time, it was like heavy, like 70s, like psychedelic. Um, also played bass in a bluegrass band, you know, like um, also had like in, you know, classic rock and roll band. Um, so I was just trying, I was basically trying all these flavors, you yeah. know. And and then I forgot how I got turned on, but, you know, as far as like the old country goes, I got turned on to that probably seven or eight years ago and and real heavy into it right before I started B.B. Palmer. So that kind of is what solidified the foundation of that. Yeah, cool, man. It's kind of like hearing, it's fun hearing the description of B.B. Palmer and it's the way I'm going to start describing it. It's the way that y'all described it earlier. Like, uh, you was telling the story about, well, y'all play music? What kind of music y'all play? Or it was Top Home Country, right? And the guy, you had a guy playing, well, it would be like, uh, yeah, if he was taking LSD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah t- tell him, tell I, him. And that Josh. was a bad tale. Yeah, tell him, Josh. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the gist of it. But yeah, no, was, uh, some lady at the bar was like asking, "It's like, what kind of music it is?" Or, 
there's a guy playing inside playing like good country you know 70s 80s country like the good stuff and she was like I don't like Luke Bryan I'm like well it's not that kind of country it's like I was like basically it's if that guy in there ate a bunch of mushrooms or dropped some acid and that's then what that's what we would out. sound like she's like oh okay <laughs> I'll see y'all later <laughs> Yeah, she was out. Yeah, she's <laughs> so, out. These guys are weird. These guys are crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, I, like for me, I was playing in Auburn and stuff and playing, I mean, I was just like Mr. Sideman playing with whoever pickup gigs I could get and that's how I got the gig with BB is like the, you know, his, uh, Ross and Lindsay, they couldn't make a gig one night and it was just like, I got the phone call, you know, through Matt Alamany. Actually, he's the one that called and he's like, hey, Evie needs a guitar player. He's like, can you do it? And so I did. But like at that point, when I met him, I was probably, I mean, I was literally the go-to guy for at least like eight bands. I was just all playing with whoever, you know. And then when I started playing with BB, I just like quit playing with everyone else and just started doing that only. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. That man. was a cool transition, yeah, for Josh, because like, you know. And that's crazy how it kind of helped solidify the sound. It did. It did. Def- I mean, let's just put it this way. If Josh hadn't joined, I wouldn't be doing this, you know, because let me, it's hard to, to go out there on your own and and do it, you know, like it is, and it's hard to do it. And if, if you don't have, if you don't have the dedication, the same vision as the people in your band do, it's just, it's not going to work, you know? So Josh was the first person I met who was like, yeah, I want to I want to do this, and I want, I want to expand, and we want to, you know, we, we set objectives and goals. We're like, yeah, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to go out and do tours. And since then, you know, a, a lot of stuff has happened that would have never happened to me if Josh wouldn't have joined the band. So, I mean, yeah. I thank this guy right here. <laughs> But yeah, and I have done some cool stuff. Some yeah. super cool stuff, man. No it's doubt. crazy. It is crazy to say, you know, it's like look back through pictures and stuff. I mean, that's just I mean, this time last year we were in Chicago, you know, it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. now it's like it's like now we can't go anywhere. You yeah. Know, and go yeah. on the road and it's like Right. It was know. nice cuz we were it was just like we were just kind of like getting some momentum going and all that and then, you know, that's what, you know, Mother yep. Nature's dick came in, did her thing, you know, thinning the herd, you know, uh, maintaining the balance of the earth. So I get it, but yeah, it's not good for musicians though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, tell me about like that Opelika scene. Then was it incestuous as far like Birmingham to where everybody kind of trades lead guitarists, or what was that like? No, man. So like, so the Opelika. So Opelika is the a town outside of Auburn. For people who don't know, it's a, a smaller town and. Um, it's the outskirts of Auburn or whatever. And like, I mean, there was no scene there back in the day. And I mean, really and truthfully, Opelika wouldn't have anything without Richard Patton. He's the guy. Yeah. He's not a musician, but he was. A right? He, um, no, he, he's not a musician. He's just like, uh, I mean. He puts I, on shows. Yeah. I, I mean, all I know to call him is just an entrepreneur because right. like, he just gets involved in things but he developed downtown up like he owned eighth and rail originally he started it was like a singer songwriter music venue that singer songwriters from all over the world came and yeah. played and that was the only thing there and people were like oh like a bad place to go and he's the one that, i mean he developed all that property where the brewery and distillery is but he puts on shows and has cottonseed 
Um, yeah, that's like a couple of he, uh, he put us on some incredible shows yeah. early on playing him and Scott Peake from Standard Deluxe and Waverly, yeah, which is just another like, small town. With like Andrew Combs. Town Mountain. Town Mountain, um, which is, uh, we're both like, we listened to and we admired, you know, I was a big Andrew Combs fan. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's the reason he, that kind of built that scene. Him and also uh, Rob and uh, Jen Slocum. Yeah, Rob and Jen Slocum is who owns the studio there that we recorded at. And, um, yeah, the sound wall. Yeah, and they have a band called Martha's Trouble. They're, you know, singer-songwriter type stuff. Totally different scene from what we did. And that's the cool thing about Opelika is there's a lot of music and a lot of musicians and stuff, and everyone's really different. Like, no one's the same. Like, when you say Opelika, though, everyone thinks of Adam Hood. I mean, he's the... Yeah, he, he put Opelika I mean, on the map, no doubt. Yeah, Adam Hood's... God, yeah, he's one of my favorite. He yeah, played at the uh, Columbus team. Art Council um, last year. And it was the first time that I had met him. And uh, Monk, the guy I do like those untapped and vinyl episodes with. Yeah. Um, him and Monk are good friends. Oh, they are. And uh, yeah. Monk's who put him, you know, put me on him. And I went to that show that night, and I was like, talk about a songwriter. Oh, Adam's yeah. great, man. And they love him in Texas. That's like his. Yeah. That's you know, what that's I've been his, told. His, that's where he. That's he, bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. He's man. I. This is how crazy, like, uh, how well he's known in Texas. In Auburn in, like, 2006, <laughs> seven. I didn't know about him. And I had a friend who moved to Auburn from Texas and showed me Adam Hood. He's like, you don't know Adam Hood? He lives, like, he lives from Oak Lake. I'm like, yeah. I had no idea. And then that's when I listened to his first records. And, um, like, buzzing like ne Buzzes Like Neon, like, that was, like, the first song I heard by mm -hmm. him. And then, and then he put out, um, oh, God, what was it, the Red Record? Um, that's the one I have. Yeah, I can't think of the name. Starts of it. off like flaming and gasoline and mm -hmm. and, that, and and grandma's uh, what's it called? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's it's a Adam's good people. Good people. Yeah, good song. I like the way that y'all um, talk about the scene to bring up the people who made the scene available, not to just talk about the people in the scene. Man, yeah, you, man, you need those non-musicians who are just. I mean, that's really, I mean, without those people, I mean, we wouldn't be where we're at. I mean, I really, I mean, accredit a lot of the cool things we've done to Scott Peake from Standard Lux and oh, Richard yeah. uh, Patton from Opelika. I mean, those guys, I mean, they believed in us whenever no one else did. I know it's so cliche to say, but I mean, like, literally, like, they don't, they, those two guys get great bands in. I mean, like, Richard and Opelika had Dawes, I mean, play and like... St. Paul and Broken Bones. I mean, he's had like some killer bands, and then out Standard Deluxe. I mean, Isbell's played there, you know, and um, I mean Alabama Shakes. I mean, just everyone mm -hmm. awesome. And so, like, to be this local band, if you will, that gets to the opportunity to play those things. I mean, we opened for Brent Cobb there, and yeah, they've cool. done some super rad stuff, and uh, you know, that other local bands kind of like, how do y'all get to do that? But it's like we're just fortunate that those people believe believed in us, us. enough mm -hmm. to yeah. to put us in that situation. Yeah, they definitely uh, was a, a, a step in the ladder, you know, for kind of what we're working on, what we're doing now. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, thanks it, to all those people. And it's because, like, uh, just to bring up Monk again, is uh, when I told him that I was going to record with y'all again this weekend, uh, he said, B.B. Palmer. I said, yeah, he said, I know them. Um... They play at uh, Waverly, Standard Deluxe a lot, right? Yeah. And he, he's, yeah, he said, uh, yeah, I like their stuff. 
Oh, really? Like, he, he hasn't, like, he knows about y'all because of Standard Deluxe. That's, I mean, it's weird that yeah. you phrase that like that, you know, once again. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, man, because, like, whenever we go there, it's like, you'll see, like, you know, four or five people walking around with our shirt on and stuff, and, like, everybody's, like, coming up and talking to us and, like, asking us what we're doing. It's, like, the only place in the world that whenever I go there, it's, like, I feel, like, Home. I don't know what to say, like famous or like important or whatever. Yeah. It's like, really? man, that, like that happens every, to you. No one ever man. says anything to me. Yeah, <laughs> no, man. It's like I just love it. It is, it is home, man. It's like the place when you go. It's like God. These people believe in us. Like, I mean, Chris Wilton and Lisa. They own a catering company and do food and stuff. Like, yeah, they do the they freaking meals. just always, man. They're always there. Like so many people. Uh, John Mark from Opelika. Um, they, I mean, people support us and like have like really support us, and not just like, oh, we like y'all, but they're like, come to our shows, they buy our stuff, they, yeah. you know, I mean, John, Mark, and Meredith, like they came to our show in Birmingham one night when they were in town to see Sturgill Simpson. They just like come over. It's like these people like mm-hmm. will come out and like come support us, and that's, you know, it's like. I love other musicians and stuff, but I just I like music listeners more because they're the ones that are keeping us all going. Oh, know? no doubt about it. Music yeah. lovers and no doubt about it. You know, that's that's you, Alan. That's you too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Guys I mean, like you. I mean, yeah. It's like without people who believe in musicians, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like I I go to shows. Just take Birmingham. It's uh you know about an hour and a half from my house. If I see it's a local show, let's just say Taylor Hollinsworth. If he's playing at Avondale, I'll go. Right. Especially if it's on the weekend and I can pull it off. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely, you know, that way. Like anything that I can do to to keep it moving. Sure. Yeah, it's, it, it needs it, you know. definitely needs those people. Well, Taylor, I want to hear a little bit from you. Tell me about your involvement and, like, how did y'all meet how did th- how did this happen? Do you want like the real story? <laughs> yeah, please. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna give him that story. Maybe, okay, maybe right, not. Me <laughs> and BB met on Tinder and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tinder Tinder matches. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I had this like weird. I don't know. I had this weird animosity towards me. Yeah, we didn't like each other. It was when we really first weird, and now it's like I can't. She's imagine. saying weird animosity. She she hated Bibi before oh, she I, knew me. Before I didn't she hate knew you. Him, no, don't, she would well, like listen. Know this. She would yeah, like listen to Space Texas, and which is like one of our more popular songs that's on the EP, and like <laughs> and like mock us and stuff, and then yeah. one night and I didn't played. like Taylor either. Like we we both were like. Yeah. We're yeah. a little yeah. suspicious towards each other. It was really strange because I, I mean, it, now I can't like imagine you not. Oh, like, I know. You no, know I, 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 I'll get like little text messages, be like, "I love you, I miss you." I was like, "You hate, you hate me." I don't. <laughs> I don't. No, we were, don't. we were playing yeah, at we're Marty's in Birmingham, which is a awesome place in Birmingham. But we were playing there and. That's whenever I met Taylor, and we started talking and yep. dating and all that good stuff. And yep, that was the first yeah, night they met. Yeah, yeah. I I just wedged my way into it. I was like, y'all need some harmonies. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was I'm think- here. I know how to play tambourine. I was thinking about it before she even thought. I was like, man, because I I've been wanting to have really good female harmonies, you know, like forever. And and I was like, I asked Josh. I was like, you think Taylor would? Uh, 
do the Brent Cobb gig with us and do a few songs. So like the first time she played with, with us was in Waverly, mm -hmm. right? That sure was enough, it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was the first time first that she, time. she joined wow. us on stage. And we did, uh, I think she sang like one of our songs off the record. And then we did... Uh, Las Vegas, Grand Parsons yep, tune. Did. And I didn't know the words, so I wrote them down on a piece of paper and I wrote them down wrong. <laughs> and basically... Sang it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it was it was it was right enough. Yeah, she was like, "What is it?" And it was like the, the second verse. It was like the Queen of Hearts. There's a friend of mine. Uh, the Queen of Spades is a bitch. Yeah, so the napkin said Queen of Hearts, friend, Queen of Spades, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you gotta find that, man. Yeah, I do have a picture of it. I think I kept it. But anyways, yeah. So that was probably like a year, year and a half. Since we've brought up Lee County's uh, highest, I want to ask you this, man. I want to, um, I want to talk about uh, processes. Um, do you are? I don't think there's no yes or no, or it's both or whatever. But what is your process like? Do you need to sober up, or is it <laughs> is it good to be stoned and to be? It's a good question. Looking for God, that's or good, however you want to put it. No, that's a, it is looking for God, no doubt. It's a that's a good that's a good question. Um, yeah, it's different, you know. It's different, and it's different for everybody. But for me, it's like I find that like when I'm, it's hard to explain because it's moderation is good, you know. Like it's good. To, I find that like if I'm smoking too much or I'm doing too much of one thing, then my creativity will be sapped. And then right when I get off and I'm pure and I'm clean, I don't have any, you know, then then I'll blow my chest out proverbially. I basically just all this all the stuff that was building up and holding in inside me while you know while I was you know on something that was masking it has finally come out. And so from a from a songwriting perspective, I guess it's good for me to get you know really loaded and then like wait a month or two and then unload yeah and then unload and be clean. And then for playing live, though, I do like to get a little, you know, I do like to get a little stoned uh, and and kind of loosens the bit up a little bit. And, but so yeah, I mean, it's just you know, and then and then in the realm of psychedelics helps too. You know, that's something that 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 you don't have to do a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I can I can do you know I can take some mushrooms or I can you know do some LSD or or something like that and then I can go see God and then that'd be enough for five or six years you right. know, or maybe for the rest of my life you know um, and the, inter the interesting thing now is I'm learning ways to get there without drugs uh, like Kriya Yoga and like I'm learning these Eastern 
Eastern traditional, you know, paths of uh, of um, oh, I like this a spirit spirituality. So now I can sit down and and do my mantras and 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 do my practices, and I can I can get to that space without you know being rushed there by a chemical substance. And don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing. Had Ram Dass never taken LSD back in the 50s, um, then he, he wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the knowledge I have. And so I think that, that psychedelics and, and, uh, and mushrooms are basically kind of not from this planet. They're given to us for, for the spiritual guidance of man. You know what I mean? So I think you know that they're, have you ever heard of the stoned ape theory? No, tell me. Okay, so the stone date theory goes like this. Um, it, it basically uh, it says that uh, psychedelics and mushrooms were responsible uh, for the evolution of humankind. And uh, basically, um, the, it was, you know, these, our primate ancestors would be in the, you know, be wherever they were and would be eating mushrooms you know, for sustenance and for food. Thank not God really, not, really, not realizing, <laughs> not realizing that these things actually, yes, they they can be used for sustenance, but your monkey brain better be ready because it's about to be taken somewhere, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. You're about to reach a higher plane. Right, you know, for our private ancestors. So basically it just says that psychedelics are responsible for, you know, uh, the growth and the evolution of man you know, from primate to where we are now. Yeah, it's like when I get into, uh, and I don't want to spend a whole awful lot of time here, is uh, right. when folks want to talk about religion, it's like, I think religion is good. Right. Yeah, uh, it can But be. the thing to me is like, be. Eastern, Western, Christianity, Buddhism, whatever take. Yeah. It it's all be. it's all good. It's whatever works for you. Basically, the, some of the best stuff that I've ever knowledge, I've ever had about religion that I've read, is that it is different branches the same root mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how you get there um it doesn't even matter if you you know if you use it's enlightenment right what now enlightenment enlightenment exactly i mean enlightenment uh, uh it's also called, called moksha in in the hindu uh way of things um it's called nirvana in buddhism i mean it's, it's called, called salvation in christianity it's called salvation in christianity it's the same thing and that's that's what people don't realize is like there's these occurrences through all these holy books, the Quran, the uh, Bhagavad Gita, the Bible, you know, uh, uh, the the fourfold four path of Buddha, you know, has all all these similarities incurring, and these are these are happening for, from cultures who are completely cut off from each other. So it's like these occurrences are happening, and it's like, well, there's got to be some basic underlying truth that mm -hmm. ties all these things together. So, I mean, I can talk about this shit all day. So, I mean, yeah. don't get me started now. <laughs> don't we'll, get me started. We'll take one back. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the here and the day. We're in the year 2020. It's, uh, there's not a lot going on live. Not right now. But uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the now. What have you been up to? Well, we've been working behind the scenes. Like, we're kind of getting ready to gear up for... Uh, for, I mean, obviously, all of us are itching to get on the road, um, but we're we're gonna do it when the time is right, um, and we're gonna make sure we do it right. So right now, we've just been working on um, uh, the Krishna Country record and working on like post production um, for that and finishing that up um, and getting ready to like 
you know, look at doing some runs and some dates probably in March, April, May, you know, and just taking it, kind of looking further out because right now it's just so, nobody really knows from day to day, from week to week it changes. Right. So, you know, we're, we're trying to give us enough time for, you know, for things to maybe cool down if they will. We don't know. That's all we can do right now is just kind of like plan and book. And if it comes to that time and, you know, it, there's another spike or something, then there's just nothing you can do about it, you know. And that's the thing is is, is that you just kind of have to go with the flow in this business, in this game, you know. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner the sooner you lower your expectations too is, is when it gets good because then you can just be like, ah, you know, it is what it is. Say la vie, say la vie. So. Perfect. Now I gotta ask my James Mullis question. Oh, James Mullis. Yep, we know a little bit about James Mullis. Yep. So uh, the question I'm carrying for all musicians on Porch Talk is this: Is what is the worst of what's the best way to put it? Stage banter that you've ever heard that was either a facepalm or it was like. Oh shit! Did he really just say that? The worst stage. <laughs> yes. Well, I've been talking a lot lately, so Josh. Why don't oh, you? Man. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What's the worst stage band? Or just from so, maybe else? maybe it's from your, us or from someone either else? way, your own or somebody else. I mean, we you know we say some pretty. I mean, we say some weird stuff, or or BB says. Well, I can't help it. I just get there's like a stream of consciousness thing where I just, uh, it's just mouth diarrhea, basically. <laughs> like I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I'm not good at banter naturally, so I'm just yeah. like, ah, I get like Mike Tyson. I'm like, I'm gonna eat all your babies and, <laughs> and all your children, and I'll consume you. <laughs> and everybody's like. <laughs> but I do. Is he Mormon? Is he Mormon? <laughs> Eating babies? Eating babies? How do they do? Yeah, Mormons eat babies. Yeah, that's how. That's, oh, yeah, that's what South Park said. That's what's <laughs> they also true. say that I don't have souls. It's got to be true. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, they yeah, also say that. They do say that. They ruined me. That came out when I was in high school, <laughs> and I was like. Son of a bitch. Let me tell you, <laughs> you don't have a soul, none of us do, brother. I'll tell you that. Yeah. i tell you that. This guy's got the most soul. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess um, there was something that that I said, or we did this, like, hilarious gig, like, at the, it was like a Labor Day gig, was it? At the, oh, God. Where was it? Uh, Sweet Tater Fest in Coleman, Alabama. The Sweet Tater Coleman. Fest. Coleman, Coleman is a... A vibe of its own. Yeah, it's very interesting up I there. I think they still wear white hoods up there. <laughs> they boys are There's no doubt. Yeah, they're rough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so it's the Sweet Tater Fest. And, um, and anyways, uh, no, it's basically nobody was there. Like after we, because we had to follow these badass cloggers. Yeah. Like they got up there and they played like, Baton Rouge by Garth Brooks. They played no. Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe? They got a new boy one this year and he rules. Yeah, he's awesome. Anyways, it's like a group of like, you know, 15 <laughs> girls and two guys and they're just like... Cloggers. Yeah, big skirts. Just yeah. Down, yeah. And that's like the main event. And then I, we had to follow that. I so loved it. <laughs> How do you follow that? You can't follow that. <laughs> You follow it by banner, by just banner. stream of consciousness yeah. banner. And, by Mormon banner. And that way, that that day it went like this. Our drummer, Andrew, 
Andrew Penzephermoni. Um, if you're out there, he's out there in the ether always. That's my soul brother. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> and he talks like this, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Back to James Mullins, that's what when James saw Bodie. Oh yeah, tell the story. The drummer, he said, he said, do you always talk with that high voice? He said, what he say? So, like, only he said, he's like, only sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James came after. I think we played at Avondale. Yeah, like he's like, he's like, man, just, do you always talk like that? He's like, only sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like Mickey Mouse. Anyways, uh, and he does like he. Yeah, he I that's awesome. He, I think that's how, that's him ninety percent of the time. And he, and when we're on the road. He's just like, uh, dear dear uh, dear baby Jesus Tom Cruise, uh, please look after us, little Tom Cruise, our the Lord and Savior. <laughs> yeah, and so. And when we were at the Sweet Day Festival, yeah, I was like, tiny baby Jesus. Yeah, 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 Tom Cruise. And at this uh, this gig, I was just I was just like. Dude, this next song's for little tiny, our Lord and Savior, Tom Cruise. <laughs> and all these people were like, what? Huh? Maybe that's why they all left. Maybe that's why they left. <laughs> it's probably because I was out there, because they don't like me. Yeah, they don't like Taylor, apparently. They do not like me. I played there like four years ago. And... Yeah, and well, she... I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> yeah, tell, she's, yeah, we'll like save, save it for her podcast, because it's coming up right after, so. But yeah, so that's, that's stage manner, I guess. Yeah, I, man, I, I can't think of one right off that, that that's funny enough. I can't either. I can't. So. Roll on. Roll on. Well, dude, uh, anything else you want to add or subtract? Yeah, about time to wrap it up, huh? Yes. Yeah, we're at that point. So, yeah, so um, I guess, yeah, uh, let me uh, plug the... Uh, the Christian Country Project that we're working on right Tell now. Tell all. That's cool. That so, you can. Yes, I will. I will. So, uh, about a year ago in February, this past February 2020, um, we uh, decided to, um, we're doing like a, a two-song release, basically A and B side, um, called Christian Country, and it's from, uh, basically it's um, a fusion. It's kind of a fusion project we're taking. Mm -hmm. Um, Eastern instruments uh, like the sitar, um, and we're combining it with our our music, like you know Western country music. That's cool. Basically, the tag is the Far East meets the Deep South, and so yeah, so it's a project that we're doing, working on that, and uh, we were. Who's involved on that? Oh man, I'll, I'm going to give you the list of musicians right here. Uh, it was a it was an undertaking because like. You know, I wanted to do something different. I wanted, I, you know, we put out the EP and the Lee County's finest record, and those are all fine and well, but it's just like, you know, you can only do that for so long. You know, from 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 my point of view, at least, you gotta always be moving forward. You know, and and when I get done with something, I don't, I don't want to do it again. You know, so um, I was like, man, it'd be cool to, you know, because by that point I had stumbled upon Vedic scripture and I, I was really into it for the past year so I was like it'd be cool to you know to bring the music in there yeah so I was like how do we get a sitar in there well that's when we called our good friend Davis Little uh, from the Little Rain Band um, out of Birmingham and I've known Davis for a long time and I told him about it, uh, and uh, our our drummer told him about it, and he's like, "Oh, I have a sitar, actually." You know, the first time I ever heard a sitar was Incubus. 
Aqueous Transmissions. It was, yep. That's a good record. I love Incubus. Live at Red Rocks used to wear that DVD out. Anyway, so... <laughs> I did, I really did. And uh, anyways, uh, Davis said, yeah, I'll do it. So we got Davis on sitar, and we brought in, um, we brought in uh, um, Martin Sager on trombone, and then Jonathan Avant from Montgomery um, were our horn section. And then we just added the core band, so Josh, Taylor, me, uh, and Andrew, and, and Blake, who plays bass. And you so, mean Balake? Yeah, Balake. You mean Balake? Blake Robbins. Yeah, Blake Robbins. Balake Robbins. And so we recorded these two songs, and yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> the country. So that'll be released, and uh, one of them will be released early March, and one will be released um, late April, and then we, we videotaped it, too. Sh and shout out to Ian, uh, Ian Keel. Yeah, he did such a great job. Oh, he, really. he killed and it. J.P. Um, yep. Mopus is who... Uh, engineered, engineered it. it. Yeah, our good buddy JP came and recorded it, and we recorded it at the Soundwall in Opelika. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just had all these people who, who, and we couldn't really, you know, at the time we couldn't really afford it. And so we were like, yeah, I don't know if we have a budget to pay, but all these people came and put in their energy and their work, time and their effort without, you know, it was really humbling. It's a beautiful thing when it happens, man. It is a beautiful man. thing, man. And it was a real, and it was, it was, it kind of, I guess it was supposed to happen like that, you know, so, but yeah, and so that's coming out soon, so other than that, that's, you know, look for Christian Country, and uh, any closing thoughts, Josh? No. No? Taylor? Nothing. No? Okay, I'll, Alan? I have closing thoughts, man. You, you say your closing thoughts, and I'll say mine, and we'll peace out. Like this. Uh, 2.0 was, I like the direction you had for the music. I've never had someone ask that. Ask what? That, that if, if we could do two different settings and record the way that we done that. Oh, yeah, 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 as far as I like that. Music. Like, I had Brad Armstrong, we did a phone line, uh, he's, you know, he's in New York. And, and that's um, where he lives now? Mm -hmm. And so, he recorded just like this from his home, and I recorded just like this from nice. my home. Y'all did it. And he also played guitar, and like that that is the closest to this. Yeah. Other I, than me just playing Lee County's Finest, or, you know, playing a track right off the record. Right, right, right. But I, I, like, I, I like that idea. I was totally behind that. I like the direction for that. Yeah, I, and I don't mind doing like, it. And, it. And like, thank you for for asking and thank you for doing it man yeah no problem i mean y'all you know not just bb well yeah oh, so, yeah no doubt man well i appreciate it, you having us and um and closing thoughts real quick i'll give this this uh this little bit of wisdom to the people out there um it did not come from me actually none of this stuff comes from me it's all borrowed from you know different people um i have no original thought or, or wisdom but i will uh be happy to interpret it so it goes like this those who speak do not know. Those who know do not speak. Therefore, I do not know. Peace and love. Hare Krishna. Om Harim Shri Guru Vyalama. Peace and love. <laughs> Out of here. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on. I don't get all the algorithms, but I know that it helps. Thank you in advance. Share it. 
on your social media. Tell your buddy, tell your friend, tell your dog, tell your enemy, I don't care. All right, we open up the show with D.I.P. That's the first song you heard. We're going to close it out with uh, Many Worlds Theory. It's all about B.B. Palmer. I'm getting out of here. Peace out, guys. Thank you so much. Drift down your canyons They're so vast and wild Neural synapse Snapping your back Flesh, blood, and wine I feel like I have been around here before Deja vu Waking up on the bathroom floor I've seen hell I've seen God And I'm just fine With leaving the both of them behind Fall asleep in your mind For the rest of eternity Fall asleep in your mind I like to stay there permanently Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.